Welcome to this edition of Grazia Life Advice. I'm Lottie Jeffs. Thank you so much for being with us. This time we are with someone who shot to fame in the 2008 Beijing Paralympics. She won two swimming gold medals for Britain, aged just 13. I'm Ellie Simmons and I'm a five-time Paralympic swimmer and a gold medalist. And I'm this week's guest on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. Ellie's advice includes finding the motivation to exercise, both in her past life as an athlete and now she's retired from top flight sport. Exercise is that thing that you'll never ever regret. You're going to get those endorphins, you're going to feel good about yourself, you're going to feel ready to attack the day. As someone used to performing in a global spotlight, she's got great lessons straight from her Team GB coaches on staying focused under pressure. If I can control the things that I can control, the things that I do every single day, then that's a winner, isn't it? For me to focus on the things that I can work on to improve in myself. And one thing she and I definitely have in common, Ellie is a stickler for punctuality. I think for me, when you arrive late to things, yes, you're flustered, but also it's maybe a bit disrespectful, isn't it? Because other people, they may have meetings, they may have life things. Ellie is a BBC Young Sports Personality of the Year Award winner and she joins the commentary team for BBC coverage of this summer's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. I really hope you enjoy our chat. Hi Ellie, thanks so much for joining us on the Grazia Life Advice podcast today. We're meeting the day after the UK's hottest day on record. How how was it for you? Oh, I'm sitting here roasting away, <laughs> even after the hottest day of the year. Um, yeah, very much um, a ball of sweat at the moment, very much wishing, typical British too, thinking, talking about the weather as well, like, why is it so hot? And then we also moan when it's, it's too cold as well, so it can never be just right, can't it? <laughs> no, were you able to get into a swimming pool at all? yesterday <laughs> no I wasn't I was in I was in London in the capital where it was very very hot and yeah no no refreshment of ice cold uh, water or the swimming pool oh. so having to bask in that heat definitely yeah do you swim recreationally now seeing as it was your career for so long in and out really for so many years my life has been evolved around swimming and now that's not the case. I find swimming differently. So it's not my job anymore. It's more for me going in for, in for a swim to, to clear the mind, to, to keep moving. And I'm finding other ways of exercising too. Like I love the whole um, motivation of group exercises and doing it with other people because in the past I, I used to do swimming but it was not just me on my own it was with a whole team around me whereas now when I go for a swim it's it's quite a, a lonesome thing because I haven't got that team around me. Which actually brings us on to your first piece of, of life advice which is all about finding the motivation to exercise so tell me about that journey from exercise being you know something that you did every day with a very serious end goal in your career to it now being something that you're just trying to integrate in your life in a more gentle way maybe yeah yeah so when I was a, a swimmer my job was swimming and that was the motivation the motivation was the gold medals that becoming the best athlete that I could be, the short-term goals, the long-term goals. I think the motivation was created every single day because it was a whole involvement around swimming was my life. And now that since retiring last year after Tokyo, I've got to find that different motivation to keep 
keep going to exercise and I think now I look at it not as oh I have to do it because I've got to become the best athlete I've got to be it's more the fact of being healthy being active doing exercise to keep fit to be the best version of myself in a different way also I think for me it's that motivation now I've yes I've lost the team atmosphere of being with a team in the swimming whereas I was with a team every single day and the support team but also the friendship that swimming brought as well with the the Great Britain team going away all the time whereas now it's like I've joined um, a, a gym and I've got the motivation of going to classes and doing different forms of exercises. I used to do swimming nine times a week, six days a week. Sunday was my day off. Whereas now I'm like, I don't do swimming, but I'm doing different wet forms of exercise and finding the enjoyment of different things. And I think for me, group classes is that that whole motivation. It's going in, it's having a laugh, it's doing it with a group of people of all ages, all abilities. And it's, it's fun. And I think for... To find that motivation for every single person is is finding it, doing it with uh, friends, doing it with someone that you can have a laugh with. And I mm. find now that the exercise that I do, it's I've got that friendship around it, doing those those group classes. And yeah, it's it's very much fun. But there's, there is, we're human, aren't we? Mm. There's always going to be days when you wake up and think, gosh... I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do um, exercise. I don't want to do sport. I don't want to go to the gym. It's cold. It's wet or it's too hot at the moment, you know, but exercise is that thing that you'll never ever regret when you go to the gym when you do a class when you do a gym workout when you either do a swim you go for a run. You're never going to regret it because afterwards you're going to get those endorphins. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to feel ready to attack the day or finish the day. There's never going to be that time where you think, oh, why did I do that? So I think, yes, if you lack in motivation, but once you're there, once I think the hardest part of exercising is, is actually getting there. What do you do then or what advice would you have for somebody that is having that feeling of like, oh, I just don't want to do it? Like, Is there anything practical that you can do to actually help you make that first move to like get out of bed put your gym kit on and go what I've realized now since retiring is that doing exercise in the morning is the best thing for me and I think for for people um listening to this it's about finding that best time for you I find when you set an alarm in the morning you have to get up and out and get out get out and at it and then once you've done your exercise in the morning it's done for the rest of the day you don't have to think about it whereas if I was doing exercise in the evening which is less and less now it's you're thinking about it the whole day and you're thinking oh I could just be sitting on the sofa tonight like uh, that's what I'm not going to go because I I've got to make dinner I've got to do other jobs where actually if you set that alarm first thing in the morning you've got no excuse really that alarm goes off you get up and you go to the gym yes it's uh, we're morning people some people are morning people some people are evening people but you've got to find that right time of the day that works for you but Mm. for me it's that morning getting it done and then I'm ready ready then for the rest of the day yeah some sometimes I find um laying out my gym kit Mm. the night before so when I wake up it's there staring at me is quite a good (laughs) motivator Yes, exactly. Having it all prepared and also as well messaging someone to say, oh, you going to the gym in the morning. Um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going. Because then if you don't go, you're letting someone down and you don't want to do that. Um, so having that other another person to say to make you go in a way 
is also a really good thing. So yeah. having that social life, not letting going with a friend, making it a bit purposeful, not just about going to to do some exercise, but having a catch up with a friend as well. It's like killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. And did you find it quite easy after you retired to switch your head into this new way of exercising for lifestyle rather than for your job? Or did you have to take a moment to like just totally recalibrate yourself and well I went into it straight away actually it was hard like I'm not gonna lie because I was always comparing myself to when I was that professional athlete mm. and if I missed the um doing gym or missed doing an exercise class not to beat myself up because I think previously it'd been my life had been so focused around going to going to a swimming pool morning evening and not missing it whereas now days when I don't can't go because of work or because of my life yeah. is so busy not to beat myself up so yeah it took a bit of time and also I that com- that comparison you know I think especially where we are at the moment you're always comparing yourself to other people and I think we're sometimes the worst enemies because we're comparing our bodies to to ourselves and others but actually for me what I was doing was I'm not an athlete anymore, but I was still comparing my body to when I was doing the nine swims, the three gyms, oh, right. the yoga. God, that's impossible. Yeah. yeah, and I think for me it took a bit of time to, to process, yes, my body's not a, an engine anymore, it's not going to be the fittest thing because I'm not doing all that exercise and being aware that my body's changing, I'm putting on a bit of weight, but that's okay because... I'm, I'm not doing that exercise but mm. also seeing it as well like my body is it's a body isn't it it's 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 an everyday thing it's getting me to a to b it's yes but it's it's not getting me to paralympic gold medals but it's still something to to relish and cherish absolutely um ellie tell us your second piece of advice please so for me the second piece of advice is list writing not just jobs but thoughts and feelings too i think for me when things are going, do you know when your brain is all scrambled and there's lots of things going on in it? Um, sometimes it's so hard to process what you're thinking, what you're feeling, all that type of stuff. So writing things down is a massive, massive thing for me. I've always got either my phone or my diary or a piece of paper next to me. So when I've got something on my mind, either a job or a thought or feeling, I write it down then because then it's on paper. Then it's it feels like it's not something scrambled in the mind. It's an actual object. It's something to see, to, to, to process. And it makes life, I find, a lot easier and also especially with the um if it is jobs it's so therapeutic when you see it on a piece of paper and then you cross it out or you get rid of it on a phone and it's one less job to do it feels like a bit of a weight off your shoulders but yeah that those writing things down is a, is a massive massive thing for me amazing and what is your third piece of advice so my third piece of advice is three gratitudes a day with a friend so me and one of my good friends Gemma since this past couple of years and especially since 2020 with Covid I think we can get so lost in the in the world and the going 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 or the the next objective the sometimes you forget to stop and process things and be thankful for the little things so what we do every single day is we message to, to each other three things that we're thankful for each day it could be oh the sun is shining or it could be the cup of coffee was really nice it could be i've got new bed sheets they're really 
clean. So it's it's mm-hmm. nice to get into bed refreshed. It could be something so simple because I think sometimes in life we're always about the big things, the big goals, the big objectives in life. And we're actually, you don't stop and think of the little things in life that mm. and make you feel happy, that make you feel good, that, yeah, those things to cherish. That's so nice that you do that every day with a friend. I'm so impressed. Is there like a time of day in particular that you do it or do you just kind of have to do it by the end of the day it varies actually because again life is go 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 and especially we have busy lives so it could be the morning and we we think about the day before or it could be in the evening when we've just had a day it depends again on the life of the the life or what you're doing in the day but I think it's so important to to think about those little things to be thankful for those little things I think it really helps to to process yourself and also be happy as well because it is sometimes it is those little things that actually make you realize oh yeah this happened today you it wasn't such a bad day after all yeah 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 and what were um your or what will be do you think your three gratitudes for today so far I think my three things would be I actually had a really really good sleep which I was so surprised about because this heat at the moment is definitely um having um hard time with sleeping and stuff so I slept really really well so I feel really good this morning I feel ready to attack the day so maybe that's one and a bit of the seconds also an um, opportunity like this chatting talking about oh, things I think so nice. it's it's again with the opportunities that I get in life and talking on this today is is one of those things I'm thankful for oh that's lovely I think I'm gonna take your advice and start doing that I really like having things that I do every day it's not at all similar but I do the wordle every day oh yeah (laughs) and I send a text every day to this group of other people that do the wordle and like I just really like the fact that I just do that every day and I just send a text with my you know results and I guess I've been doing it for six at least six months now and there's something about that act of just knowing that every day I do it Mm. and it's like a check-in yeah um that I really kind of respond to. So I think maybe if it was something a little bit more meaningful than a a word or score, if it was gratitude, <laughs> it might be a really nice thing I could integrate into my life. So thank you for sharing that one. <laughs> We're just going to um, jump to a quick ad break, but we will be right back with Olympic medalist Ellie Simmons. And we are back with Ellie Simmons, who's sharing her life advice with us today. And we're on to her fourth piece of advice, which I'm very interested in. And it is to control the controllables. So what do you mean by this? And I guess it also means don't try and control the uncontrollables, right? Yeah, yeah, because I think sometimes I learned this actually from my national performance director, um, John Atkinson, years back. Control the controllables. It means that you control what you can control I think sometimes we get so like flabbergasted or so like confused and so lost that when things that we can't control it's sometimes hard to grasp them things that we can control relish those in you know and I think for me when I was an athlete I used to sometimes panic or worry about like my competitors or worry about what they were doing and sometimes we can get so lost in comparing ourselves to other people Mm. where actually if I can control the things that I can control the things that I do every single day then that's a winner isn't it like I can't control what they're doing if they're doing nine sessions a week or 10 sessions a week and beating me yeah that's okay that's their thing but not for me not to worry about that for me to focus on the things that I can work on to improve in myself 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the, can you give some examples of things that sort of now you're, you're not an athlete and in that world, like how that advice still resonates for you? today like what's some examples so I'd say some examples are like um what time you get to something um for me lateness I don't like being late so what I can control is if I'm there on time then that relaxes me um leaving a bit earlier what you wear and not worrying about other people and getting to something on time you know absolutely just like those little things like even and I think when you're feeling that sense of like panic and things mm. being out of control I think even things like I mentioned it before like laying out your clothes yeah. or writing a list of like your day and what you're going to do that day or you know having everything organized in your bag like those kind of small things are ways that you can just try and assert a bit of control on what you can control when everything else feels a bit chaotic right yeah and even like the things like simple things like meditation with breathing you can Mm -hmm. control your breath when you do get a bit panicky and the world feels all out of place and you can't grasp it the one thing that you control is your breath your breathing that helps to relax you also your feet grounding on the floor you know that like whole like your feet feeling that like sense of gravity the sense of the floor is such a like feeling that you can control when things are going all out and you feel a bit like you can't control other things those little things you can control and you you're yeah to, to help root you to the ground yeah it's so interesting to think that like these things that you must have used in those moments like before you dive into a pool in a Paralympic race that you must have been using those techniques then and to kind of think that they've really influenced you in your day-to-day life now as well and you're still able to you know use breathing use the foot foot thing that's that must really stand you in good stead for like whatever life throws at you oh yeah definitely so simple things also like hard work and dedication I think sometimes things like researching sometimes being prepared that's you're one step of the game already you're one step ahead and that's what Mm. you can control because you've worked hard you've done something and for me in the swimming world I was always doing something practicing working hard and it helped whereas now going into the real world that whole practicing that whole working hard focusing on yourself is yet going into other things to make sure that you can do things to the best of your ability yeah and you mentioned there about um being on time and that is actually your fifth piece of life advice isn't it yeah as a fellow as a fellow punctual Polly um, (laughs) tell me about why it's important to you I think being on time I think for me I've always always been ingrained into me and my coach Billy Pye back in the day was always when you're on time you're late so we always made sure that we were there five ten minutes early so that we could be fully prepared so when the time came that we had to be there we was there we were ready to go so I think for me it's always been ingrained in my whole like ethos of life and not Mm. just in the pool but also outside of the pool now that I'm always make sure that I'm there ten minutes early before I have to be because I think sometimes when you're late it makes you panic doesn't it It makes you flustered you're getting such a flap yeah so to make sure if you plan if you've got to be there somewhere at say one o'clock 
maybe make sure that you say 10 to just so then you've got 10 minutes leeway because again if we talk about control the controllables you can't control if the traffic is going to be late if the bus is going to be on time if the tube's going to be late like mm. so if you a factor for those things then you've got that 10 minute leeway so that you're not arriving to something mm. maybe it's a meeting maybe it's a meeting of your friends late because I think for me when you arrive late to things yes you're flustered but also it's maybe a bit disrespectful isn't it because that's what I totally agree yeah yeah because if I think other people they may have meetings they may have life things that they've got mm. to go to so if you're late for them it's gonna ripple onto their plans or even onto your plans as well and I think that whole demeanor again like you want to try and be as relaxed as you can in life these days because yes life is go is so go 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 it's so fast 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 but what you can control is to try and relax yourself as much as possible to be prepared to to be there on time because then you're gonna be at ease you're probably gonna do things to the best of your abilities because you're not worrying Mm. you're not panicking you're relaxed chilled and yeah I think for me being on time is a huge huge thing yeah I think there's I think there's an inherent selfishness in not being on time because it kind of suggests that you don't really care enough Mm. about the thing you're doing to bother showing up and one of the things that's annoyed me so much in my career as a journalist is waiting for celebrities (laughs) I mean it's just like you know some people and I won't name names but you're sat there waiting to interview someone for one two three hours even sometimes until they show up and there's never a apology it's just like well of course you should wait for me like I'm famous and you should just you know, and it's a kind of disrespect for other people's time, as you were saying. And I think, I think that's why it's so important. Yeah, I think that is, uh, again, that would get to me so, so much. I always feel like I work, I perform a bit worse because it's so, do you know, when it's like, I wish it wasn't, but it was, it's so like burning inside me. I'm like, why are you late? And you know, when yeah, you oh my God, I'm them, so the same. Yeah. yeah I'm so the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and then again, like when they turn up and don't apologize as well, it's like, yeah. again, it's that whole disrespectful thing. And like mm. you say, if you could do, if there were three hours late, two hours late, you could be doing so many other things in life. Oh and God. like, we're all, so many. we're all human, aren't we? Mm. Like yeah, even exactly. if someone is famous or even if someone's like a mathematician and very brainy, like we're all the same. Like no one's mm-hmm. better than any other person. So it is, yeah, it would totally get to me. And I would be like one of those people that would have to like grip like something and just hold it in and not <laughs> say anything because yeah, it gets to me so, so much. Definitely, yeah. You can probably tell like the interviews I've done where I've been so annoyed <laughs> with the person because they've turned up late. Like uh, anyway, um <laughs> So we're on to your final piece of good advice. Would you like to tell us what your last piece of advice is? So my last piece of advice is if you can't sleep, get up and do something. And I think for me, this has only come into effect really this past couple of months since retiring. I think when I was a swimmer, I could sleep, I could nap so, so much. Whereas now I'm going, I've left the swimming world and I'm into the the other world in, in a sense. And I feel for me, sleep is yet hard now I I don't sleep as much as I used to and I think sometimes you could just be lying in bed and it could be you could be counting down that clock it's like oh I've been awake an hour I've been awake two hours whereas actually watching um you know when you google or um search like um YouTube or 
how, how to help with sleep and things. And what I learned actually is getting up when you can't sleep, getting up and doing something, going into a different room and doing something or sitting on the lounge or sitting on the sofa and then going back to your bed again actually really, really helps. So I've, from that research and learning how to, those techniques of doing something to help me sleep actually has really stuck with me and getting up if I can't, can't sleep and go into a different room really really helps because otherwise you're lying in bed you're tossing and turning and it's actually getting you more anxious and getting more like oh no I can't can't sleep it's horrible it's not nice where actually if you leave that bed if you go to a different room it it helps a lot. I think that's great advice because actually like there's this weird thing isn't there that like it's bedtime you have to be in bed but it's like we're adults we're allowed to like get out of bed we're not kids that are going to get in trouble for getting out of bed are we and like to just kind of think oh it's okay even if it's three o'clock to go and have a cup of tea or sit in the lounge for a moment yeah no definitely I think it helps as well to get after um to get away from that the whole mind game of sleeping because like you say when sleep is one of the things that it's like you have to be just sleeping and yeah we do like I know that when I've had a good night's sleep I perform so much better in the day you feel happier but actually Mm. you can cope as well off not a lot of sweet asleep your adrenaline keeps you going so not to be this whole mental brain gap of yes if I can't sleep it's it's in my mind it's it's negative we're actually leaving it and being like yes I can't sleep it's okay but I'll get but I'll be okay yeah Yeah. because I I think that's really true yeah, hugely. Because I remember actually, sometimes in race times, actually, I've managed to to perform at the best when I've had a two hours sleep. You know, really? Yeah, and I was I'm thinking because your body's just like rife with adrenaline. And... Yeah, yeah. I think we're sometimes we're stronger than we think we are. Yeah, I definitely encountered that in having a young baby and just like dreading the sleepless nights and thinking like I'm literally not going to be able to cope but just coping and like being surprised at myself that I actually managed it in the end. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally, totally. And I think, yeah, like, I think there's always this thing that you see on TV that you've got to be having lots and lots of sleep where, yes, it does help so much. It does help with the performance and how we're feeling throughout the day and mentally and your Mm. skins look a lot better and stuff like that. But actually... You, you can, you you are okay. And also yeah. coffee does help as well. <laughs> it does help Absolutely. you power through the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're on to your final piece of, well, bad advice actually. Yeah. So something that you have been told that you've hopefully just disregarded or not yeah. listened to and you're, you're grateful for that now. Yeah, definitely. I think... The, that worst piece of advice that I've been given is to be more laid back, you know, and sometimes, yes, I do wish I was, I do wish I could chill a bit more, but actually, it is my personality, I'm all go, 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 I'm very focused, I'm very driven, and that's not a bad thing, you know, and I think it's got to me, it's got me to where I am today, I think if I was too laid back, I wouldn't become a, a full-time Paralympian and got the medals that I had so I think actually sometimes we've got to our personality our traits we've got to relish that we've got to be so embrace it. it is who it is it's is it is who we are and it's okay with our personalities and our traits and yes if we're go 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 put your hand up and be like yes that's me like I'm human I'm I've got this time on this earth I'm that's my personality and yeah just we've got yes every human we've got fours and against we've got things that we like about ourselves things that we don't but the things that 
get us going the things that are good traits about ourselves relish that and be okay but yeah the laid back thing for me I don't think I would be where I am today if I was laid back (laughs) was it kind of a difficult adjustment for you though from um retiring from swimming and then sort of finding new outlets to channel your personality and your kind of go-getting-ness that had been so focused on swimming for so long to sort of think okay this is still me but now where can I put this same drive oh yeah definitely and it was a challenge to start off with like that first couple of months and still even now like I'm trying to to learn what's working well what's not working well because if you think I started swimming when I was five and I went to my first Paralympics when I was 13 and I've retired when I was 27 I think that only outgoing was all I know was swimming and now it's trying to adjust to that. And yeah, I, I, I change my objectives and I change my focus on other things. And yes, it's still that whole go, go, go feeling and those goals, objectives. And it is channeled a different way now. It's to the work outside. It's to things like the, the Commonwealth Games that I'm doing with the BBC next week, making sure that I've got all the research. I know about every athlete out there. And it's about channeling those into different things mm-hmm. now. And I'm always going to be that person that when I want to do something, I want to do it to the best of my ability and I do beat myself up when I don't do things to the best of my ability because that's who I am that's That's, my personality and I like to do things with I like to be prepared I like to do research I like to not let people down that's just me. So Ellie you mentioned that next week you're doing some work for the BBC and the Commonwealth Games when where how can we see you what will you be doing? What I'll be doing is sitting talking all things para swimming and swimming which I'm so excited about because normally I'm the one in the pool doing the swimming but actually a sport that I love to do I'm going to be talking about and talking about my past teammates and talking about Team England athletes, Scottish athletes, Northern Ireland athletes and athletes that are competing all across the Commonwealth Games at that that Birmingham Commonwealth Games so it's going to be really really exciting I cannot wait just to you know a sport that I love it's going to be great just to be able to sit on that sofa and talk about it all day (laughs) i will definitely be tuning in (laughs) thank you it sounds like you're a fantastic person ellie and i am sure many of our listeners will agree um so thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your life with us today it's been an absolute pleasure and i wish you so much luck with whatever life has in store for you now you've uh, finished being a full-time athlete (laughs) thank you ever so much lottie Thank you so much for joining us for another great episode of Grazia Life Advice. If you know someone who needs some tips on punctuality, maybe, or who'd be inspired by Ellie's advice, then please do share and recommend the episode. Word of mouth really, really helps us reach new listeners. I'll be back next time. Bye.